Pick up. Ah. me up a little bit. <laughs> I'm not that bassy. <clears throat> but yeah, strange. It's like, that's how I feel about once removed. Like, I don't understand that either. Mm, I don't that, get that either. I Okay. What I'm not going to pretend like I'm the expert on that. But what I think it means is I don't, I have no clue what that means. I think it's like, bro, no, I think I'm wrong. But like, I thought I, me it too. was. Let's just take a guess. I take thought guess. it was that if you got married and you were like technically. In the family. And then in they the got family, a divorce. Yeah. Then it's like. And then they got removed. married again. That makes yeah. sense to me. Or maybe they don't have to get married again. I, it's an easy Google search, but you know, no point. No, no, I don't think even Google knows what that means. Google knows everything, man. <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Um, I'm glad to have you at the spot. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. I'm glad that I came to that show the other night too. Like Hell that yeah. was that was a lot of fun. Um, you guys always put on a good show. Um. Well, I'll allow you just to introduce yourself first. Alrighty. Uh, my name is TYGKO. I am a rapper who was born in Cleveland, Ohio. I am now in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I was going to say Chicago, Ohio, but that would have been ugly. That's not a place. No. Fortunately, that's not a place. I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm Hell here yeah. with my homie who can also introduce himself. Yep. Uh, this is... Uh, cam stacy and uh today i am the primary producer engineer and management for tygko and co-host in this in this context and and it will aren't you the host i'm the host yeah, cam, but you're ask the co-host i'm co-hosting oh i'm questions. also interviewing you yeah okay yeah. we need okay, you here for moral support too okay real this is gonna be yeah. awesome <laughs> oh yeah dude i'm stoked <laughs> i uh can add moral support into my email signature yeah cam you got water right there too oh so sick yeah that's, Thank and you. then yeah that's yours hard oh, from the faucet hard. it's actually from a filter mm. so it's that good shit oh when i knocked the plant earlier it definitely <laughs> knocked some some petals into my you water you, you also sell. got a little ditty on your hair that's not crazy that i'll yeah. keep is, it there is it okay yeah it's fine there's there's just it is just drink around it that's that's just like a little bit of fiber disgusting. honestly just eat it for real that's good for the gut i don't think that, i don't think it is <laughs> i it's up for <laughs> debate i drank it <laughs> <laughs> you are so nasty <laughs> <laughs> i would drink it i don't care i mean i'll it's all good yeah one of these things is not like the other it's me <laughs> Yo, well, I mean, before we get into like my mandatory question that I always ask, uh, I kind of wanted to just talk about like a little origin story of you two and like how you know each other. Because you're both from Ohio, right? Yes. And you've known each other for a good minute. Yeah. I think yeah. you're pretty good at telling the origin story, but I'll tell the origin story this time. Okay. So how we met was um, Cam was like, and the DJing and shit in high school and shit. But like, he was like, nerdy as fuck though. Like, yeah, he kind of looked like a- um, <laughs> Do you concur? Nerdy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looked like a turtle I'm not and he had a shell. Like he had a shell. He was a, a hard shelled turtle. Um, And so he was DJing and shit. And he was like in DJ club, right? Mm -hmm. And so he got to DJ in for- high school. In high school. This is, this is ninth grade. So, uh. We're 14. That's why he looked like a turtle. I wasn't just being mean. That's just what, what, he, what we look like children. Mm -hmm. If I looked like a turtle, 
TYG looked like a newt. Yeah. Or a salamander. A turtle in the newt. We were in or the swamp. Or a tortoise, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Not no. a tortoise. No. Not a tortoise. Skinnier. Because no. No. Oh, okay. I was... No- I was, I was normal size tyg has always been this skinny i guess i always kind of looked like this we were built similarly yeah we look just yeah. like this except for 10 children years ago you're like a string bean i mean i'm kind of string beanie too yeah. like i'm real yeah i'm, I'm leaning I'm real into it though it's lanky. part of my image no yeah no i yeah. feel that I, my legs are very tan you see that you, <laughs> that? you see that muscle up there that's, oh, that's yeah. all part of the brand oh yeah <laughs> mm. Look at those legs. Yeah. You guys can't see that, and one day we'll get the video going. But yeah. I mean, y'all. For now hey, you just got to imagine. If you watch my videos or you see me live, you will see these legs. Yeah, go see them nine live. times out of ten. Yeah, unless it's cold. But anyway, I digress. Um, he got an opportunity to DJ at a, at a dance or whatever, right? So he's DJing at the dance or whatever, and he—that's when you was dancing and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So he would be DJing and he would go out. This is our. This is our first dance is our first like uh, mixer yeah mixer mm. um event of our freshman year of high school so this is like first or second weekend of september of 2010 Word. <clears throat> factual appreciate that yeah thank you you're welcome <laughs> yeah. he's so statistical you know <laughs> um but H- human computer over <laughs> here <laughs> uh but He's at, he's at the dance and he's he's dancing and shit and I don't I didn't show up to the mixer. I'm dancing hard as fuck. He's dancing hard as fuck. He's, Wait, well, what kind of dance? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't think I've seen you dance. It's, Normally it's, we, it's on we leave that it's to, documented. to Nada. Yeah, it's documented. You can find it, but you won't get it no more. So you should look at it because that's the only thing you will be able to see. But um, <laughs> either way, he was doing his motherfucking thing, right? And uh, I I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the dance. Um, because I didn't go to any of that shit because it was all white people at the school. And yeah. so I, I didn't have no interest. So I didn't go. So confirmed. I get back to school the week after that. And all of my friends is telling me, oh, it's this white boy. He danced real good. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, don't you dance too? And I was like, yeah, I dance. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was dancing too at the time. I'm not sure how word got to you. Because I don't know at what event I was at, in what occasion I would be dancing in front of people. But I guess people just knew that I could do that or just assumed that I could. I don't know. But my friends knew that I could. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, you got to find them and like like dance battle them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. like It's like it's on. You know what I'm saying? When we find them, it's on. Oh, you, you gotta. Need, you, it was like a you, fight. You need to put like this white boy in his place. Yeah, oh, you wow. got to dance. Yeah. <laughs> pop and lock it you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and so i'm i'm next couple days you know I'm, I'm on the lookout you know i'm not necessarily searching but if i if i see what they were talking about or who they were trying to describe or figuring out who it was because i had no clue who it was i didn't know i had no de- description other than the nigga because they if they said camden stacy that i didn't know who the fuck that was so <laughs> the words got to him as well that i guess i'm out here somewhere uh-huh. and so his first thought is oh I should meet up with this guy and like we could start like a hip hop dance club at the like he's trying to be my friend and shit you know what I'm saying real cordial Mm -hmm. type shit so he's coming out of like we had like a the that lunchroom and like the cafeteria was like uh, covered by this like atrium like see through shit right and so you would go into the atrium and then you would walk through and then go to the lunchroom and so I was about to go to lunch and I think you were coming from something in there maybe some class up there they also had some classes in there um but i don't know what when he opened the door he like looked at me and i looked at him 
and i don't know how i don't know if you already knew what i looked like but like yeah i did yeah he was like i like heard that like you dance and shit and i was like yeah like i dance you know what i'm saying like i'm ready to you know what i'm saying damn tyg is ready to throw down like with like a little bit of hostility (laughs) yeah i'm sensing that there was like a lot there's a lot of anticipation yeah Mm -hmm. but uh but then he asked me like would you be interested in like starting this club with me and i was like yeah because my takeaway from this like freshman dance is no one knows how to fucking dance yeah yeah i was the only i was i was perceivably i was also an asshole kid who like know-it-all conceded his shit uh in high school too so like i i'm in in my my mind i'm like oh i'm the only i'm i'm the i'm the white savior of this school and i'm gonna teach everybody how to dance wow (laughs) wow you took on that role early yeah um (laughs) so 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 tyg is hearing from uh from his friends that you know you need to put this white kid in his place i'm hearing like oh my god i had no idea you could dance like that you gotta um you gotta go talk to um uh cavante you gotta make friends and you can you can dance together <laughs> yeah we can join forces yeah and um, so we ended up joining so forces. We, yeah we, yeah and we taught like three people how to dance nice was this like a school funded thing or was this just on your own it was i mean it was I a school club yeah you know i wouldn't say so yeah they gave funded, us their resources not funded okay, they gave yeah, us yeah, a, but they a room like, yeah they gave us a room with you a big mirror it, in yeah. it which honestly was pretty fi like yeah i mean that's pretty important yeah for dance yeah for dancing yeah yeah word so yeah it was pretty cool and then from then on we went to make those dance videos that uh are still on the internet that you can find um but yeah we 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 were we started making shit and so we've been making shit not ever since because we he went to college and i went to college but then after college when we both were aligned with doing music professionally like do you feel like dance is kind of what got you into the music because for me i mean like I don't know like I just remember like some of the most profound experiences were going to shows and like just moving around moving your body Mm -hmm. and like feeling good through that and that's kind of like where the the drug almost aspect of music came where it like made me feel good and I was like dancing is almost like the like if music is the religion dance is kind of the way of praying yeah it's like like the kind of like the uh hypnosis thing that i was talking about earlier like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like i feel like dancing and music is i don't know kind of like hypnotizing your full body not just your mind you know what i'm saying you kind of getting everything involved to like i mean fully commit to you know this rhythm and the 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 sounds that you're hearing and shit i think so i think dance definitely is what i like enjoyed not even the most about music because it's like i enjoyed the lyrics the most but like the reason why i enjoyed the lyrics is because of how it was like in place with the with everything that else was going on but since mm-hmm. i was a kid i've i've always seen dancing i always seen like you make music and then you also dance to music like we was always we was the kids that was like my auntie would come down and like she's like my friends is here like y'all come up and do that little dance that y'all made up you know what i'm saying and then this we was was like before tiktok dance th- yeah <laughs> i mean i was like fucking six yeah. dog like five so it's like we is we didn't even have cell phones like this is before anything like we, yeah. and it's just like literally like coming up from the basement we've been practicing or we've been down there recording and i, I wasn't i was a little kid so i wasn't recording any music and mm-hmm. i recorded one verse um 
my first verse that I ever recorded was recorded in that basement. But like dance and and dancing and recording and performing have always been sort of like a hollandaise you know what i'm saying i think yeah like you're saying that they all they have like a synergistic effect they all affect one another yeah yeah we were talking about this before that you know like you make a beat like producers will make a beat and almost go too far i mean if the intention is to have a lyricist or a rapper on it like sometimes you can go too far fill too much space and then maybe that's not really you know that's not a bad thing either but it's a yeah we were talking about the pro like the process like you gotta sandwich that shit this is literally what i said like you gotta sandwich this shit you gotta start start off like i i I like to tell people that i'm collaborating with just like all i need is like the rhythm and like the bpm like just send me the skeleton i'll write and then like produce like produce the rest of the shit after because then you can create more like specific precise moments and then afterwards if i have more feedback or if i want to change my lyrics like i have more time to do that later as we're still building the song as opposed to trying to finish the beat per se before you send it or trying to it it needs like a couple points of like back and forth you gotta really collaborate it's a building process yeah Yeah. and speaking of building processes like so from this point you guys kind of built up a relationship and like what was the next move like you started making music together or like when did that happen i was making music with homies shout out moon man flow uh shout out fucking everybody who came out of that little scene that we were fucking putting together but like tynova jones we were just oh tynova jones was actually before my time because she, uh damn she was a poet never mind a prolific poet before she was a rapper damn. um but i was rapping the whole time i actually took a kind of a a sideline to poetry my, or rather my relationship with poetry got a lot closer when i started thinking about poems as raps and just starting to put these complex images in my lyrics but in college i wasn't thinking about none of that shit i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i was just trying to really what i was trying to do is i was trying to make all i was trying to take all the best from all the rap songs that i had ever heard and put it in one song every time and that's sort of like the same thing about like the overproducing like i was trying to over lyric everything Um, maximalizing yeah and so like i was learning these things but i didn't want to release music so i would uh i was performing and shit like um what are they called uh like open mics open mics but also uh fraternities and shit when they would have parties and shit they would sometimes have me like performing at basements and shit and so um as I did more and more, they would ask me to do more and more time. Like it started off 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes and 30 minutes. And I didn't have, I didn't have that much music. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm asking my friends for beats. You know what I'm saying? Cause I would rather do that than go to YouTube. Cause I got friends that make beats. So I just would just ask them for beats and just write, I would write songs before my performances and then go and perform them. Yeah. Um, and it would work out. Like it was fun. Like people had a good time, and but I never really got, the knack of like how to write songs until after I really decided that I wanted to be a rapper for forever. I, I went to college to be a teacher. Um, and they told me I couldn't get my teacher's license because if I wanted my teacher's license, I had to stay an extra semester. They wanted another 10 bands and I already didn't have a bands that they was asking me for. So I was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just be a rapper. It's so expensive. Yeah. And so I ended up finishing off college, um, writing rap music. Like I wrote an album from rap album for my capstone project. 
Um, and so then after that, I was like, I'm about to do this. I'm going to use this music that I already have as a, like a pitch to get people to work with me. That was my plan. And okay. so I got back to Cleveland and I had a homie who was like, Orlando is one of my best friends from, I knew him longer than I knew Cam. Went to high um, school with us, went to grade school with TYG. Yeah. Shout out Lando June. Uh, he had put on one of his friends to my album that I made in college. And so that guy wanted to like make music with me. So I went and I recorded some shit in, uh, in uh, his, his like closet and shit. And like some of the <laughs> shit yeah. didn't work. And you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like a, it was my first time doing this myself. And we ended up making a product and I sent it to Cam. And I was like, Cam, like, can you send me some beats? I'm trying to put together a tape. Yeah. And he was like, yeah but like i want you to come here and like re-record all of this shit and i'm gonna give you new beats and all of that shit and we could just do this shit together and so we ended up taking those beats and like vamping them up and like i used those songs that we we're making and like ask other homies for beats and they sent me the beat that we ended up making for vivica um and so we just put together this tape and that was breakfast mm. um so breakfast was like the beat for breakfast was in the first pack of beats that cam had ever sent me as a professional Word. and so we just made that off the rip and it was I didn't, I didn't even send you a pack i just sent you the i just sent you that it was just that it was just the one beat <laughs> word yeah. and is uh, that off the album no no, no that's, old. that's old that's very, my very yeah, first 2019 okay. um february 2019 march march 2019 it was supposed to be february so uh, when did you move to chicago cam were you in chicago at this point mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so i was going back and forth from cleveland to chicago okay um and then uh, winter i think your first time your first time visiting out here would have been like late summer late summer early fall of 2018 yeah. and that's when we were making the album and then it we, i mean making breakfast spent a lot of time on it and then ended up releasing it that following year so i was going back and forth and then eventually cam was like you should just like move here and so i yeah got all my shit in order and moved here yeah. um and that congrats was, man that's that's yeah. a big move yeah it was may 2020 word um nice man okay so we got some origin story yeah. i always appreciate that yeah um i want to move on to this other question just because i always got to ask it but it's just a fun one what was your first concert my first concert was actually very fortunately a Jay Z concert. Oh hell yeah. yeah! So I was um, uh, in a nonprofit program as a kid, like a residential scholarship program. So that meant I stayed there. But we got a lot of sh like fucking boxes donated to us and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we would go to Cavs games and fucking be up in the spot in baseball games and shit. And so we got Jay Z tickets, and I went and saw Jay Z perform in uh quick and loans arena and it was incredible yes yeah. now the rocket mortgage field house boo <laughs> stupid yeah. name. that's like when they changed the sears tower to the willis tower yeah. world it's like boo the fucking sell to guaranteed rate field okay, dude guaranteed hate that yeah <laughs> what the fuck i don't recognize any of those names <laughs> dude yeah no it's they always throw it just like company name field yeah. that's a crazy Park. first concert though i don't think we've ever had this conversation yeah, it was, that's it was what this crazy. is all about yeah jay-z was uh incredible he definitely had some intimate moments talking to the crowd about like just loving cleveland and loving the energy that 
you know, Cleveland always had. And it, it was wild. Like, and everybody knew the lyrics. Everybody was singing everything. I didn't know a lot of Jay-Z songs because I wasn't that big a Jay-Z fan. But seeing him after that definitely made me more of a fan for sure. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even know what ways that influenced my, like, performing and shit. But I just know that it was fire. Word. Was, uh, I mean, I always like to ask rappers, like, you know, who are your top five? Like Rappers? Yeah. Right now? Yeah, right now. Okay. And it's like, you don't have to be like, oh, like, all the... You don't have to list like the greats. It's no, just it's, it's okay. your personal. I got, I got my answers already. I'm already on number three. So the first two is obviously gonna be Kid Cudi, shout out Cleveland, Young Thug, Free Thug. I know he never getting free because gonna snitching. It's okay. Um Uh so now I gotta think about it. <laughs> um so I would say my favorite people doing it right now, William Crooks. That's he's definitely one of my favorites is doing it right now. Wearing his t shirt right now. Oh hell yeah. He made me look down. You never know. Um so you got Cuddy, you got Thug, you got Willie, you got Saw Baby, uh, and Chief Keef. Word. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. They good. Speaking of uh, Willie, I mean, this is like a huge thing that I wanted to talk about. Dude, you performed Lollapalooza. Yeah, that shit was Nuggets. With Willie yeah. and yeah. With, yeah, definitely. Nuggets like those Chick-fil-A nuggets, but yeah, way better. Fuck Chick-fil-A, dog. That shit was <laughs> gross. I ate three of Nuggets and two fries, so don't judge me you're like <laughs> so yeah like i really want to hear more about how that kind of came to be and like just cam maybe you i just i'm curious like how this all happened because i saw it on instagram and i was like the boys are doing it yeah. this is wild i was like freak i was kind of freaking out for you guys because yeah. it was really cool it well, was really cool Devin underscores worked their ass off for the past three four eight years and got actually booked for Lollapalooza. So. Yeah, shout out underscores. Yeah, shout man. Out you guys underscores. have had him. Something we should just say too is like Reset is a company that I don't know who exactly is involved, but Cam, I feel yeah, like maybe kind of, maybe maybe we can talk about that on a later on a yeah yeah we'll do like a episode. But I just want to say Reset is a company in Chicago that throws shows and you guys are part of it. And yeah. that's how I saw underscores for the first time. Yeah, she was one of the first shows, yeah. And so like cams underscore and underscores have a history like william underscores have a history like me and underscores i just met you know what i'm saying and like yeah. the, i think oh, for the first time brief like history now uh, like a year ago maybe yeah 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 we can roll with that yeah something like that i don't know but like word they were they were grinding their shit like they were getting their album done the same time i was getting my album done you know what i'm saying so they were busy as fuck i was busy as fuck so like this was the first time that we ever really spent extendo amount of time together um and so i'm grateful as fuck that they invited me to fucking go up on a stage but fucking having willie up here and actually like being up there like that shit was that shit was bonkers yeah that shit was bonkers what was like the most exciting part like i mean i just i want more seeing under uh, for me seeing underscores live was really like fucking i mean obviously and seeing the other like getting in a Lollapalooza for free was fucking crazy as fuck but like underscores i i missed them when they came to chicago the very first time um we did june 2019 yeah we did shubas um march 2022 so that was this year that was two months ago that was five months ago all right whatever time flies <laughs> yeah so five months ago not a year ago um but like seeing her live in front of all those people and like 
she had one of the best like visuals visual setups and like whole she had a whole stage shut up set up we were all fucking in uniforms and shit you know what i'm saying it was yeah, very yeah, yeah. like hi, high production value but like also like very much so like it, just her ideas you know what i'm saying it was it was beautiful to see um all the love and like people showing love afterwards yeah that shit has has been the most exciting shit what's the best part about having like a artist passed at lala <laughs> fucking free drinks dog fucking I got to see Tizo touchdown. I got to see fucking Jasmine yeah, Sullivan. Yeah, I knew we had to talk Jasmine about Sullivan looked up and she looked behind her and I was right there and I was waving yeah, so and I'm, she smiled at me and she waved. She said, it was the best moment of my life. When you, wow. when you have certain credentials at Lala on the, on the bigger stages, it's usually the Bud Light and the T-Mobile sponsored stages. The like the biggest ones at the ends of the park, which is also the one that TYG um willie and underscores um and gabby start shout out gabby start yeah, was also gabby a guest start. during yeah. underscores set that's where um they all performed at the t-mobile stage but saw jasmine sullivan at the bud light stage anyway when you're at either of those bigger stages there's like um i don't know if you would call it like a mezzanine yeah. or uh, a veranda or oh, something these are words like, that i am unfamiliar yeah, so it's about it's an it's a it's a suspended like catwalk thing but (laughs) if you have but if you have certain credentials you can just go up there and it's like side stage access essentially oh yeah i know what you're talking about so it's like it's like 15 feet up and so we're up there at the bud light stage watching jasmine sullivan and and jasmine sullivan catches eyes with tyg and gives a little wave and it was over it was amazing wow yeah so that that was top one part of everything but like the free drinks are crazy they got fucking cornhole back there yeah i don't know yeah uh, free got cornhole free, free drinks <laughs> sick free water particularly free water important was yeah. pretty crazy they had all fucking yeah, you don't have to stand in that line fill up your camel back yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean if you free liquid deaths no free clout this what is, is the up only with brand I'll shout death? out? What is up with that? Because it's like White they're a water cans. company. It's cool, but we, they yeah, I do love the can. They market so good, so good. I mean, like, is that just it? Is it's just, like white. Yeah. It's white claw influence. I also think so. You look uh, if you were just look at it really quickly and you'd never seen seen it before. It looks like a beer can. It looks like yeah, no. it looks like a alco- alcoholic drink, but. Um, <laughs> so i think i think part of the it's because like it's just this ornate uh design to the can like gothic uh print uh gothic font on the logo and their whole thing is like this like melting skull and it's a lot of like yeah. bones and yeah li- literal just, like it looks like something that would kill you opposed to be like that, stand- the essential life force yeah. Yeah, of ex- life yeah you know? so i think stand at Lollapalooza was like you go in you sell your soul and you get a free liquid death <laughs> um and i'm not uh I'm not I'm not straight edge or sober by any stretch uh, at this point in my life, but I do have friends, and I, I do have friends who are, but I haven't really talked to them about this in particularly in particular. Anyway, my theory behind Liquid Death is it has a certain appeal to the sober crowd. Um, um, so you don't see that because because it, it feels you know you you get the the crack when you open the can you get that the feeling, crack baby the feeling of drinking out of a can as well um people don't ask you keeps no questions the water nice and cold they have like a they, they put a sustainability spin on their shit it's in an aluminum can instead of plastic yeah so it's much so more recyclable 
Yeah, they did so you it can good. eat it. I'm sorry, I was just ad libbing. I didn't. Whatever. Serious little nigga Crack you like a smile till you get the picture I ain't felt calm since I can't remember I ain't sat down since I made December Love and hate relationship with my unconscious He bring me the dreams, I bring him the monsters Flow is down the drain, I'ma need a stopper She gon' give me brain, I won't even stop Kiwi pineapple lemonade with the vodka Used to never drink, now I stay with a claw like a lobster I don't think they really want problems We can meet up at the back door, trap door, team rocket Five-story home like Foster's I be getting baked, cam foot in the beats, peach cobbler Hoping I don't ever need a doctor I been getting fucked up, hoping I don't grow up any faster Fuck it, olive oil on the master Flow is so clean, I be thanking God for it while I'm rapping I follow the signs like it's map quest I don't follow rules like a rat, dark nights to get bad, man I been trying to stay well rested I sit in the bed through breakfast My room is a mess and my skin bright red from the eczema I let out a laugh of respect when I reminisce Why so serious, little nigga? Crack you like a smile till you get the picture I ain't felt calm since I can't remember I ain't sat down since I made December Love and hate relationship with my unconscious He bring me the dreams, I bring him the monsters Flow is down the drain, I'ma need a stopper She gon' give me brain, I won't even stop her Kiwi pineapple lemonade with the vodka Used to never drink, now I stay with a claw like a lobster I don't think they really want problems We can meet up at the back door, trap door, team rocky Five-story home like Foster's I be getting baked, cam foot in the beats, peach cobbler Hoping I don't ever need a doctor I been getting fucked up Hoping I don't grow up any faster That was dope, dude. Thank you. That was sick. <laughs> that one's a heater. Uh, so yeah, so that that song came to be. That song came to be because we went um to the middle of nowhere and we recorded a music video. The birds ain't real music video is still on uh YouTube if you want to look it up. And if you believe birds aren't real, then you'll want to look that up. But <laughs> um after we finished that, we were like uh heading back inside, and I guess we were gonna presumably start editing it but i was like nah i don't think we should immediately jump into it and cam was like yeah i was thinking the same thing like we sh shouldn't jump into it but like what are we gonna do i was like well, shit we could make something he was like okay and he got down getting funky on the beats and i don't know was those mom's 45 samples um some of it so also on this trip to the middle of nowhere it's actually rural south central Tell me michigan people I'm not doxing anyone. All right. Um, but that was also, it was right after you had given me, uh, we, we had went and retrieved your uh, childhood guitar that you never learned how to play. Oh, yeah. So if you listen carefully, like there's a motif in the back. It's the very, it's the very first 
thing you hear in the track and it's like i kind of having it vamping throughout but it's a it's a backwards track of me just noodling on like really simple diatonic stuff on this uh little knockoff stratocaster that tyg had as a kid and never yeah. learned how to play Rock hadn't changed shit. the strings probably since we met no um and hadn't changed anything so i did my best to tune it up and um so that was the main that was the main element there there were a little mom's 45 samples in there as well mom's 45s is my sample pack series Go sample pack series for yeah. those of you who are unfamiliar so it's just like vinyl a lot of vinyl samples in there and um I had my bass with me as well, so yeah, so we yeah. was vibing. Nice. And uh, and I was I was trying to write, I was trying to write shit, but all the shit that I was fucking writing was like fucking mm-hmm. I don't know, like fucking I don't know, like political shit or like you're trying too like, hard, like fuck fuck the police, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like no, I that should, one was fun. I Not- should just chill, like, and that's how I was feeling because it was like I was feeling like happy we was in the we was out doing we might as well been frolicking through flowers motherfucker like and then i get in here and i want to make a serious ass song you know what i'm saying so like i had to just put that on the track like why why are you being so serious about this you know what i'm saying like the uh crack you like a smile till you get the picture is life can change at any moment you know what i'm saying so like life will do things to you you know what i'm saying so like just chill out <laughs> it just chill out and so that's why the track came out so fun and actually it was also the first time where i wrote the beginning of the song starts like that because that's what i intended the first verse to be and then i continue on rapping all the way up until the point where that first part comes back around but i just wrote that all as one verse mm. and then i was like how much time do we have until the end of the song and i clocked it and i was like all right that's how many bars i'm gonna take and it just happened to be that part mm. and so i just took it and it ended where it ended but like it was cool like it was it, i was learning my form you know what i'm saying and uh i feel like that that whole experience was real formative for the both of us you know what i'm saying in in that way so that song like, is very special just putting down the serious part and, and just having fun just vibing enjoying yeah. enjoying what, what we got going on i like the white claw line in there yeah what was it again it was uh used to never uh kiwi pineapple lemonade with the vodka used to never drink now i stay with a claw like a lobster <laughs> i don't think they really want problems we can meet up at the back door trap door team rocket yeah that's the, yeah. that's my favorite part yeah, that's good word that's sick <laughs> i love <dude>. pokemon <laughs> yeah you were like i'm just watching a little pokemon yeah, right now like, y'all you guys go inside yeah. i'm gonna be out here watching pokemon <laughs> this was earlier <laughs> that's funny man dude word well that's cr- how long have you been rapping uh, I mean, like we talked about, yeah. Since I was yeah, six, since you were six, like, yeah. and my brother wrote the verse for me, and they just told me to go in the studio. They put the headphones on him. He was like, "You know what to do." I was like, "Yeah, I got like I got the lit." Like he yeah. was like, "Just read this," or no, actually, he ain't even say just read this. He said, "Say this," uh. and then I went in there and I said it. Everybody yeah. was quiet. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you, I don't know if y'all was recording in 2001, but no, when you was doing it then, <laughs> everybody had to be dead bone silent because we ain't have the proper technology we ain't even oh, had, yeah. it was no proper yeah. like editing no processing no, no ns1 no <laughs> you ever consider like leaning into the production thing or me i mean well so that's why i like working with cam so much yeah. because i know how long he's spent working on Doing the production that, yeah. stuff and you know cam's, what I'm cam's a wizard yeah we'll just put it that way yeah, yeah. cam's, cam's he's, he's nodding his head yeah. no but he is he is <laughs> but i'm gonna say though like 
I and I say this to my homies all the time because that's your, my friends ask me that all the time. Like, oh, I would love to hear what like a TYG beat sounds like. But it's like when I'm making stuff with Cam, if I ever feel like you should do this or we should add this element or like it that happened on everything on Long Ass Breakup, like hmm, there's something missing. We're just both sitting there brainstorming and we'll come up with an idea. And if I have an idea, he'll trust it. If he has an idea, I'll trust it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I know he's worked a long time on what he's worked on. And I also know I've worked a long time on what I've been working on. So I could take a sure, slide yeah. over there. And, I was just curious. Well, I'm going to say I could take over a slide over there and start doing production, but I'd rather focus on killing everybody on the raps. No, I feel <laughs> that. That's cool that you guys have like, you know, this dynamic that you've built up. I heard that Rick Rubin said like, you know, obviously it's important to have a finite amount of people in the studio and like make mm -hmm. sure everyone's with the vibe. But he was saying like, you know, if someone has an idea, we got to try it. Yeah. Even if it's bad, yeah. then you can rule it out. Yeah. And I feel like exactly. that's kind of what you were saying is that like, it's just like an open format thing. Like, let's just try it yeah, out. Let's just try it out. Or like, some, like the idea of like, all right, we got to, like, we got to do something. You know what I'm saying? And so then we're both just focused on whatever that something is. Do you guys, for the album, did you guys have any kind of goal in mind while working together like a specific sound that you were trying to go yeah, for yeah. or yeah yeah so we um we definitely planned out like how how the scale of the album was supposed to go how it was supposed to begin and end how it was gonna go like what moments were gonna go where um how everything specifically turned out wasn't it planned you know what i'm saying but it, i knew what what a beat for the album was when I heard it. You know what I'm saying? I knew. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this could fit at moment number eight because we had it one through 11 or some shit like that. And it's like, we could have this at moment number four. You know what I'm saying? And then if you look at the album, it was like we had written it on a whiteboard and it was like, you know, the pain tolerance, like things from smiley face to regular face to sad face. Like literally it was that. Uh. And like, that's how the span of the album goes. You so know it what I'm starts saying? with smiley face? Mm-hmm. And then goes down to, to pain. To, yeah, to sad face, yeah. Really? Interesting, um, okay. So, but it's like, I knew I wanted to, I knew it, it was set during a certain time and I knew I wanted to get a, a certain, like when I heard the beat for AOL, which is the song from the album that I want to listen to, um, when I first heard that beat, I knew it was the intro because it sets the scene so perfect. So now whatever anything sounds like after that, it's always in the context of this very jazzy, 90s early 2000s like summertime fall area you know what i'm saying like chicago coming up one of these random streets you looking this way and that way is alleys going both ways you know what i'm saying that was the scene that i was trying to set mm. um and so that just like carrying that energy throughout the whole album like that was that was the goal like i said i wanted to make an album called long ass breakup before we I like when I was getting in the car to move to Chicago that was like the first thing that I said like I want to go on tour and I want to make an album called long ass breakup does the long ass breakup is that like because you're breaking up with where you came from no it was just because I knew that was fucking gonna be a, the firest pop album that I could fucking ever make like I like that's a fire ass title yeah long ass breakup like I haven't heard anything like that, but I know everyone's, I know millions of people who've been through long ass breakups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't, I, that was a whole inspiration. Like we've been listening to music for the past 20 years about long ass breakups. Monica fucking singing about this Joe singing fucking 
I don't need to know. You know what I'm saying? Just fucking, if you cheating, just keep it on the low. Cause my heart can't take it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what do you like? Wh- this is the music that we was listening to. Like, yeah. So I also like Avant read your mind, like that very sexy D'Angelo vibe. We also tried to capture that on the album. Like we wanted to get these moments across, but I knew that the lyrics, the narrative was going to be the tie through the whole thing. Word. Let's listen to AOL. Hell yeah. When I saw ya, I was wondering, suddenly was wondering towards her But I got my skateboard, Scotty, so it's probably nothing If I just decided to stop this once Hey, please, don't let me interrupt your process It's a nice day for a nice dress I'm TYG from not around here But my boy Scotty kinda rowdy like to run about your name Could I join you while you walk around? That was probably smoother than it would've really went I forgot I meet my homie on the side of town I got a notebook and a pencil, I could jot it down Next time I can bring a boy, we could ride around Or if you get bored, it's important that your arms is out just reach out to me you could reach out to me don't keep me waiting baby send a pigeon smoke signal With no way to reach her Even the kids on the scene Say they barely seen her Scotty telling me I gotta give it up And I trust their opinion But I don't wanna do that I'm hitting corners and alleys And forwards and backwards And asking practically every question But hold up actually I forgot that I told her She should reach out to me Fuck Fuck I gotta get back home This song came together. So, and just to, just to preface, we don't know Rob Araujo personally. We, we don't know, know Rob we Araujo know him personally. We know him 
professionally. Professionally. Okay. We're Shout out Robert Rauho. That's the homie though. Yeah. Word. Word. Shout out him. He, Word. He's a feature on my album because he killed that fucking piano solo. But we had uh Charlie Powell on guitar, right? Yep. Ian Ewing on drums. Yep. Um a Robert Rauho on, on the keys. Yep. Cam Stacy on bass. And Blake Skyron did like the, all the fucking like the clinkity clunkity, you know, the what, what weird he, fucking what he, you know, what he does. does yeah. yeah, it's like the shit that you can't even hear because it happens like in your blind spot in your ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he was fucking, that shit. like that's that was like he did production on it. And so like he it when he first sent it to me, it didn't have it didn't have that complex of drums mm-hmm. or was it the guitar? Um, I know somebody had to they wanted to redo their shit and it already sounded fire to me but they wanted to redo their shit and so they redid their shit it didn't have no bass on it Um, and, but and when he sent when Blake sent me the beat he sent me a pack of beats with like eight of them in there the beat for Whisper Mode was also in there mm-hmm. Um, and all the way down at the bottom was this beat with like all of these people on it and I was like bro I need this for my album and he was like all right, like, I got to ask, like, I got to ask all these people. I'm like, bro, please ask them because, like, and, like, let them know, like, they have any questions. Like, let them listen to these other songs that we got. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, make, let them know I need this for my album, you know? Uh, and I wrote the I wrote the whole song um, that morning. And I was like, this is what I want to do with it. Uh, so, like, just show them this and hopefully they'll agree. And everybody loved it. Um, so, Cam put bass on it. Um, and kind of i think he added that outro and Mm. did some some more uh like production on it and it just came together beautiful but um why this song is so important is because it is one of the few songs that has both characters on it Mm. so like quote unquote yeah i was doing air quotes um but like tyg is like you recognize that immediately um but there's another person who is uh the uh, like it takes two to tango so like sort of tyg's counterpart is a character named c um who is only called c by the note c which is also the sound for getting some exclusive lore here Jay. yeah no i'm excited the um the sound of the uh, uh like the uh answer machine yeah, I heard. So when you first hear it, you yeah. when you first hear it, you think it's like the answer machine, but what it is supposed to be is like sort of a signif- signifier of C's presence. Uh. Um, and then after, like the verse, obviously makes sense because it's like when you're thinking about when you're listening to the story of the first song, you realize this person has run home. They gotta hear this voicemail. They hear the voicemail, and this is the voicemail from the person. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like it's coming through a voicemail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then moving forward, but okay, scrap. Before we move forward, there are stylistic differences in how C raps versus how it T-Y-G also slows raps. down there, right at the during that part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So like, yeah, moving forward through the album, um, I feel like after you get past track five um is that sunrise is sunrise track five sunrise is track five yeah after you get past sunrise uh you can assign whatever you want 
each each per, each song can be by C or by TYG. Mm. Um, it's really like supposed to be left up to the readers, kind of like pick your story, like pick your ending. Mm. Um, but in the beginning, in the first three songs, I wanted to kind of in this first song you hear both of them, but then in the following songs you hear kind of their same their perspective on the same moment happening, which mm. is the moment that the second moment they meet the they when they reunite. Mm. So this song is supposed to be they unite and then they separate. And then the next song is supposed to be from C's perspective. It's um, what you think. And the whole style on that is different. It's supposed to be different. And like the features are supposed to be C's friends that she's ignoring their advice, even though they're telling her like, this is going to fucking fail. She doesn't care um, because of what happens in Be My in that same exact moment. So as soon as what you think ends, Be My begins, but they're the same moment, you know? Mm interesting what uh you know i'm just curious like how did that come to be with the two personas and also what's kind of the color and vibe of each so uh the way that the i mean so i wanted to tell a story of a breakup and it's like you can't have a relationship like without two people but i also didn't want it to be about me my relationships you know what i'm saying my breakups or whatever i didn't want it to be about a particular person because then i feel like that would limit it to a particular person that's listening to it i also wanted to make it a story that wasn't so focused on the differences between these characters mm. um i wanted to more so portray that either of these characters can be put in either of these situations you know Mm. So whatever you feel when you're listening to it, whatever you stands out to you, if you ju are just thinking about yourself or if you listen to it and you're actually thinking about your ex or you're listening to it and you're thinking about the person you're currently with, like you will get a different story from it every time. So mm. like that's more so what I was trying. I was trying to go. The reason why I made it pop, the reason why I wanted to explore all of these different pop genres was because it's supposed to be shallow in a way, you know, because like then it's like spread then like for everybody yeah type of thing yeah so like that's what i was trying to get across with those two characters mm. um is there a, a particular like vibe to but you like are you like happier than she is is there so i mean i, I bet you you know that just well gets, so there it's not so uh and i was talking to um anna kennedy about this because uh, she does this on her song me and her it's like me and her is the same you know what I'm saying? They both, I've been in both of these situations, you know what I'm saying, with various people, but it's the same thing for everybody. Um, I feel like the vibes are more so like passive and more aggressive. Like dominant. Not even like dominant, because they Not both dominant. are insistent on their own way, but like, I don't know, just these opposites in a way of like, when one pushes, the other would pull. When one pulls, the other would push. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that is the vibe. It's like, yeah. Do you believe that a lot of like, relationships have to have kind of a yin and yang like that? I think or a lot of relationships in, in like end up in, well, okay. So first of all, this isn't supposed to be a good relationship. Okay. It's a long ass breakup. Yeah, it's a you breakup. Dig? It's yeah. not supposed to be it's not supposed to be like what it's what you're supposed to aspire to mm -hmm. um and so like yeah that's why long ass breakup is such a good thing because i was able to give this love story and really indulge in the love and the and the the mystery of it all because it's bound to 
crash and burn and you already know it is so then when you're listening to it you're hearing that and if you're listening to it and you're not feeling that if you're listening to it and you're feeling something else that just tells you what you need to know about whatever you're putting into that pot did you think about it specifically as something to help people like kind of think about maybe a relationship that they're in well yeah i always want to help people with my music i really wanted it i really was experimenting with um like we were talking a lot about performance and stuff and how the performance influences the lyrics. I was really trying to just go for something that I could perform in any setting, not mm-hmm. just like I can perform. We can perform long as breakup as an opening for anything, like anything, I believe. Um, if we pick the right songs, we can, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So aside, aside from the, like the narrative aspects and very deliberately trying to go through the, the pain scale that TYG was talking about, the other the other thing that we set out to do was um, to make a very genre and like sound sonically diverse album as well. Because as you move through it, we cover a lot of ground. Um, it's yeah. not, uh, um, and that's that's why we tell people it's a it's a pop album because um, pop. It is such a there's, there's, yeah. it's a huge umbrella it's like there's being so much like it's an under. electronic album it was made electronically i mean that's right. a different thing but i yeah, get what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah 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 different yeah. yeah um so um yeah just wanted to add that in there that was the only other what? thing we wanted to make a narrative album that told a very that very deliberately told a story from beginning to end and we wanted it to um weave in and out of a lot of different sounds yeah very deliberate about it. I mean, yeah, I feel like this is a good point to showcase a song that's, a, you know, a little bit different style. Still under the umbrella of pop. For sure. AOL is super different from the rest of the shits. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's got the live feel. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I was like, are these programmed drums? They don't sound no, like No, no, they're not. No, yeah. they're just crushing they're, shits. I mean, well, we yeah. talked about we talked about Blake. Yeah, shout out Ian Ewing. Ian Ewing crushing Ian Ewing. It's, it's Ian the, Ewing changed the groove, bro, to fit the fucking different pianos in, in the, the guitar like moments. He I think changed it was him. The I think it was him who redid this shit. I think it was too, because he 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 literally changed the groove. I listened for this. The drums he are changed cra- the groove I mean, damn near every time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like that shit was crazy. Quick shout out Ian Ewing. Like he, he was he was hugely inspirational for me when I was first getting into like getting like neck deep in the SoundCloud scene. Beats are crazy. His drum work is crazy. Super musician in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so to, uh, to, to have my name on the same project as him is, is wicked awesome. Also a sweetheart. He, um, he, at least last time I checked, he lives up in Milwaukee and he's come down to Chicago for, um, shows. So I had the pleasure yeah. of meeting him in person briefly. Was this all internet? Like stem, like you're sending this, this collab? Yeah. Um, Blake's here in Chicago. So yeah. I think we might've yeah. linked up with Blake once. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. other but than he, that, yeah, he, it, I, I would love to meet Ian in person. I don't think I have, maybe I have one, but I don't think so. Sweetest, sweetest dude. But he definitely reached out and was like, when, when this drops, like, let me know. I want to post it up and make sure you, it, like my people see that, that we did this. Hell yeah. Which is really awesome. Um, but in terms of another song off the tape, Keep Up is certainly different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Bottom is my, my favorite beat by you. And we should listen to The Bottom and then Keep Up. The Bottom came about because well the 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 bottom was one of the last songs that we wrote for the song i mean for the album because i knew i needed a like a climax to the conflict mm. um but i my first thought was to go super aggressive you know what i'm saying but then i realized as i wrote more of the shit that like 
that climax is actually really sad. It's sad, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting how emotions are like that, where it's like aggression or like, you know, anger yeah. is the flip side of the coin of sadness. Why yeah. are you angry? Yeah. Because you're sad or and, that, and that's why, like, the bottom and interrupt... No, what it goes the bottom clay bricks clay bricks the bottom clay bricks interrupt yeah so uh the bottom and clay bricks are supposed to be the the two halves of the i mean those those two moments you know of that Mm -hmm. balance of push and pull as well um as the same as like interrupt and keep up it's like all of these things is like interchangeable each person can be doing one but when one is doing one the other is doing the other Mm. i see yeah let's hit the bottom then. let's hit that shit up Like I've been wanting too much from you But the problem is I don't ever tell you how I feel It's way too obvious You don't wanna kill the mood You fill the room with promises I don't wanna let you down But this is where the bottom is I be trying to keep it on the right track I know you don't like it when I'm like that You was on bullshit So why even reply back When I try to leave You just keep pulling me right back I just wanna make sure we're all good Before we take it too far we end up in the woods and we burn it all down I'm not in it being hurt, we can make the call now When we get what we deserve, we can wait to find out But I feel like you've been wanting too much from me And the problem is, you don't ever tell me how you feel It's way too obvious I don't wanna kill the mood, I fill the room with promises I don't wanna let you down But this is where the end come And my brain split Cause you telling me I did Something that I ain't did Or you making me forgive Something that I can't give I thought we was trying to live But that's my mistake then That killed it. Yeah. Um couple couple things about this yeah, song. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh the uh the bing 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 Dude, that little those like glides. Yeah. I'm a slut for like the bell tone glide thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so good. He 
he definitely did his thing on there. I I asked him one day randomly. I was like, you know, like it was what, what song is it? Uh, 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 balance. All the way at the end is like that that like like fucking or runaway. You know what I'm saying? Just that hitting that one key. You know what I'm saying? You're just finding that key and just smashing that bitch. That's what I said. That I was like, we gotta do one song where it's like that. And he he when he was making his beat, he did that. And also some of the guitar fills. Um. I said that I wanted a guitar solo on this song because mm-hmm. after I wrote that first part, I was like, I don't, I don't have to, I'm not, I'm not rapping no more. We got to save this back for a guitar solo. So he started trying to, you know, pluck away a guitar solo. And then I had, I don't know if I had, I must've had the idea. I don't know if you had the idea, but I was like, we should try to get Erica on this. And, uh, he was like, uh, she's supposed to be like coming up here for like this couple days or whatever. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, I'm going to I'm going to ask her so that like when she's here it's no surprise. Like, I want to I want to do this. And she was excited to do it. And like, like literally we were playing it and she already started like strumming away and shit. And Cam was like, yeah, I'm just going to press record. Like, I'm just going to. Yeah. And And that's and that's how that's how Lunamatic works best is you just run run the shits because they're they're and that's what they want to do professionally, which is cool Mm -hmm. not to, you know like right get a look inside lunamatic's brain really quick but like they want to be a session guitarist word professionally so i just let the loop go for like 10 minutes and what you hear in the final version of the song is essentially kind of a frankenstein of all the best all the best moments of that 10 minute solo just them noodling it feels yeah uh, i was gonna say we also kept though um your yeah so the parts that he was plucking away mm -hmm. at the solo so the uh before the um before the guitar solo comes in there's like those little the like that yeah that was him um and that's why they 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 sound a little different but i loved it because it's actually not guitar it's pitched up bass because i am useless on the guitar (laughs) really yeah Yeah. but you're slapping on the bass yeah yeah, yeah. slapping the bass man (laughs) but um he yeah he fucking put that shit together that beat is in- incredible that beat is like good spaghetti yeah i also just wanted to talk about kind of like i feel like you do this a lot cam and i'm not trying to like this is your podcast episode but i would just to talk more production like you do these chords but mm-hmm. then you really affect them and maybe stretch them out it almost seems like you fucking them shits up you like record them at a different bpm and then stretch them out or like they're just effect heavy so it's like it sounds like oh it's keys but they're all like warbly and jangly he's got a warbler yeah yeah he's got he's got he's got some secret sauce that he'd be putting on there yeah um that might be some proprietary secret right there (laughs) no i mean i can i can show you under the hood for that one so all that is is i have um i have a little uh yamaha psr 27 um they only made those in 1989 and i found it in a thrift shop in green bay wisconsin for five dollars what (laughs) um and it's it's got all kinds of cool sounds on it but it's all it's all in um mono but you can you get you i love I love shitty instruments. Uh-huh. I love like <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Recording out of shitty instruments and just like just beating the shit out of it. So with with that one specifically, um, I have um, I have my own little like Ableton rack. There are all kinds of like tape wobble plugins mm. that you can get, but I always come back to this. It's just a really simple Ableton rack that has Ableton's uh, delay on it. 
set to repitch and then it's just a just like bumping the delay time very yeah, subtly I in love, milliseconds oh in milliseconds interesting um to just to to give it kind of it's a tape it's a it's a you know the pitch is um uh what is it kind of shaking around but at more random smoother intervals than you would at like a steady that you would get out of uh like at any tape wobble plugin and just to get nerdy for a sec is this automated or is this like are you using like an lfo yeah so i have um i have it's it's three lfos so it's the first two lfos affecting a third lfo and the third lfo uh, is actually moving the return time of the delay around gotcha. yeah so the lfo is like yeah like exactly real not to address the lfo in the room but uh hey uh, this uh, guy oh <laughs> Um, but yeah, so one, one LFO is affecting the depth of the third LFO. The second LFO is affecting the rate of the third LFO. And so the third LFO is, is just like a very subtle kind of, um, uh, smooth form that's like constantly changing and occasionally has like a little spike that happens and then it'll taper off and that gives you a yeah almost like a like an analog tape or something so i like using that a lot and then the other big thing that's happening there is um sound toys alter boy so if you oh word yeah alter, alter boy, boy is designed for monophonic sounds but when you cram polyphonic sounds through it and just like it really experiment the the way Alter Boy and other plugins like it. M Auto Pitch um, is a another one that's free, right? That's Probably. I thought it was. I, okay. I cannot anyway. confirm nor I don't deny. Know why you looked at me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it bases it bases everything off of the fundamental. So whatever the lowest pitch of it, uh, whatever the lowest um, tone rather that it hears in the sound that you're trying to put through it, it affects the sound accordingly based on that. So if you experiment how you're stacking the chords and how you're voicing chords, cramming it through Alter Boy can have some really cool, um, also like warbly, like you said, um, uh, sometimes glitchy uh, effect to it. Yeah, so there that's was definitely some. Okay. No, I'm glad we, we got the, into it for a sec. There's yeah. A, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's the secret sauce on the bottom. There you have it. <laughs> Thank you. And that kind of adds to the wateriness of like rock bottom no i mean i'm trying to bring mm -hmm. the reference back but no okay, <laughs> okay. i like it. Yeah, yeah. i like where you're going <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. is there anything else you want to say about that like lyric wise or um that song is one of my favorites because like the the hook like i was writing a lot of these songs like the the bottom clay bricks what you think and i think there was maybe one more that i was writing at the same time um but I really wanted to tie these moments together. Uh, I wanted to tie the moments that we had that were kind of separate together. Um, I remember when we first decided to put Clay Bricks in the bottom right, right next to each other, because like they were both brand new songs. And so I was kind of both late in the game. I was intimidated by like just shoving it in there. But it's like that's what the story like needed uh, to sort of give some give some more uh, uh, intensity, like uh, anticipation for this final crashing down at the end. And so this is supposed to be like the first moment of whoever was playing that passive role and holding everything in. This is sort of how they explode. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of like the things that I'm saying in the chorus is like, 
like I want to be there for you, but you don't tell me what you need, right? And then on the other side, it's like, it well, I, you don't tell me what you need, and it's obvious that you're not telling me what you need. You know what I'm saying? But then on the other side of that, it's like it's obvious what I need. So why do I have to tell you what I need? Mm. Um, so that is where this tension is coming from, um, especially if that character is the same character that's on a layer, um, because then that you just feel like you've been. You've just been inside with this person this whole time and they just don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? You've been spending all of your time with them because they asked for it and they still don't know who you are. Yeah. Um, and so that's why like this, the bottom is so intense, but it's not necessarily the end because you always sort of come back around to thinking that like maybe it's not as fucked up as it is. But like, yeah, yeah. And then Clay Bricks is sort of the opposite thing where it's like you thought that I was just trying to keep you and that I was trying to like hold you off. But I've been building like I've been trying to build something for it. So now I have to build something to keep you out because like I wanted you in here. But mm. now I don't want you in here because I obviously know that you don't want to be here. Mm. Yeah. Should we listen to Clay Bricks? Was that one of the ones that you wanted to listen to? Um, I th- Or people can just go listen to it if they want. Definitely go and listen to it. Um, I thought we were going to do Keep Up. Yeah, I'm, it's whatever you want. Uh, keep up, keep up, good. Keep up is like clay the, bricks, good. A layer, also good, but maybe a little too similar to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do keep up. Okay. Don't mean to be disrespectful and disappointing or a regret for you. But the point is, we really tried it. What we expect to do. See you on the way down. Oh, I feel a way now. We was talking every day. Something changed now. Maybe I shouldn't have shared what I gave out. I'm the only one I'm allowed to blame now. Shitty, I know. River me those. Riddle me this. How did I miss all those signs? Oh, I did. Then all those times I would convince that shit is crazy. It still amazed me. I'm still wrong, but that's worth saying. I took L's. I got strong. I must be saying I'll be great and I'm gonna change. I'm gradient. I'm gonna blaze and kick shit. I'm blazing. It just keep replaying. Keep replaying. You can keep it. Love ain't no cheap shit. Life ain't got sequence. We should just be us. I cannot keep up. So much between us. We gon' need a seamstress. We gon' need a shrink. But I think you can keep it. Love ain't no cheap shit. Life ain't got sequence. We should just be us. I cannot keep up. So much between us. We gon' need a I thought I knew who I was, I thought I knew you too Gotta be grateful about the life that we grew to It's a lose-lose if I lose, cool, cause we two-two So, 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 so Sipping more souls, fucking before foes Searching for more lows, it's hard to find them But I just think we should consider reassignment The likelihood of this being all good and shallow as I am Me and you lying, a lion, Samson fighting Me and you lying, that Samson and Delilah We would do better than never take this lightly We would know better the answers what's inside us Never too far to reach, not right behind you Never too hard to say this, not simple Aim for my target, I know I'm gonna miss you 
why I always get to this point disjointed? I already told you once I'm a disappointment. I'm a motherfucking run for the hills I'm dying in. And it only take one like it's fucking dieting. I'm the motherfucking one, how you fucking find me? Searching for a long time at the wrong time and giving you a hard time ain't even my typing. When I'm at the crossroads, I'ma go right, nigga. Were any of those C notes like that, or is that not C? No. Okay. You trying to see who's who? <laughs> yeah, I was just. See, at this point, it could be anybody because it could be anybody. It's up to you at this point. Okay. How, however you feel, because Word. like I also, this song could be C. Word. But when I wrote it, it was TYG. Word. Dude, I mean, I just production-wise, one thing I. <laughs> your show but i just i that's where my brain goes first but like some of those offbeat snares and shit i just i appreciate that those are cool thanks man yeah definitely experimenting a lot with like the pockets and shit and like i don't know cam was just like i'll be often listening to like the bottom and shit and i'll be like where what was he going through Mm -hmm. (laughs) we got a fly in the room we got a fly unexpected uh guest Ooh, Ooh, i almost almost had it i thought Uh, (laughs) um one thing i wanted to ask was um, when you're making a project like this, it's obviously really important to make sure that like the mix and master are up to snuff. And I'm curious like what that process looked like. Was this sent out? Because everything no, sounds no, really no. like balanced and just well mixed and mastered. We honestly. don't send anything out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all in house. Um, I I mix as I go. Typically, um, there were a couple beats. There were there were a couple beats that were i think the only the only beat that we imported that i where i didn't really fuck with the mix at all was two peas oh that's that be- was lunatic and that's because well. that's a lunatic beat that's the only one that i didn't really touch much at all aside from like some post-production stuff i think we experimented with um stretching it out and i think the original beat was faster than what's on the album mm. So we, I, the only post production I did was like I stretched oh, it I out. Oh, I said I and, wanted a little slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. and then um, little uh, shit like that. Like, why do I be yeah, making decisions stuff. like that? But it just worked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta feel like you want to hmm. rap on it, you know. But yeah, it was, we, it was already wrapped on. Mm. We made it slow afterwards. All oh, the, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. All the all the engineering all the engineering stuff we we kept in house. I'm I'm uh I'm glad I know how to do do all that stuff, yeah. and that's also how it sounds. Um so cohesive yeah Yeah, for sure it's just us i mean sometimes it can be overwhelming to do it all yourself you know that's Mm kind of why i was wondering if you you know felt like maybe a second set of ears would be useful or you know we yeah we definitely shopped it around and got other people to listen to it but we we made this over like like what was the first song that we made for this interrupt interrupt yeah, took a, took a, yeah we made that a like year. a whole year before so this we is a year off, album yeah. so it's like he was that's mixing actually like, he went along and then that didn't take i mean that's not like that long for how many songs there I mean, are i mean okay it's not that long but i wasn't working no job yeah we wasn't i wasn't doing shit but writing this album for that whole year well because i was gonna <laughs> say, a lot of people will take a like longer for such a long form project yeah to get it to this i mean point. but also like i said like I said that I wanted to make an album called Long Ass Breakup in 2020, um, and we didn't start. We didn't start actually like focusing on the album until 
I, I don't even know when. I think like the January of of like that. So we took we had like four or five months where we were dropping other shit. Mm-hmm. Like we were just making other songs, just kind of getting into the form and like making a song here and there. Like we may interrupt. Yeah. Um, we started keep up and all that stuff, you know. But like, and one thing I'll mention is you guys live together, so like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're also good that friends, probably so like, yeah, we don't argue and shit about like silly shit. Like for the bottom thing, like Cam could have been like, "Oh no, like, I want to do the guitar solo." You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it, and it's like it's never no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It would never be. It's like that. That saves us a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like you guys had the mindset of like, let's just get whoever get involved that needs to be here to make it. And there were some ideas, there were some collaborations that, like, were there great ideas in the beginning, but, like, as we moved on, we had to, like, not do that, you Mm -hmm. know, great beats that we, like, left off. Yeah. And it was, like, wasn't a a selfish connection to it. It was, like, we just all, we just got to get this project done and get it, like, done right. Yeah, whittle it down to, like, the the best. Yeah, the best. Yeah. Word. Well, you know, we've been going for a minute here. I don't want this to be forever, even though this is good convo. I'm I'm really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to the last track you want to listen to. Uh, and then... Coastal Scenes or Nevertheless? You said Coastal Scenes half an hour ago. I like, so. I like Coastal Scenes because that's a story of, like, us on tour. So, like I said, my two goals were to go on tour and I make this album long-ass breakup. Um... And so when we went on tour, uh, we were traveling up up the coast or down the coast, uh, the East Coast, and we performed for a fucking a hundred some people in Cleveland, and then performed for two people in New York, and performed for fucking fifty people over here, and then you know what I'm saying, spent some time on the beach. So it was like, yeah, we had a very diverse uh, experience on tour, and it was like a, a blessing that it was. You know just us we just made like just made this happen you know what i'm saying with the music and with the work that cam has put in over the past whatever amount of years and all that shit like we were able to make that happen and so then after i felt like i still i felt like i still owed like more i guess um but like i had to take that second to like turn off work hard as fuck mode you know what i'm saying and kind of mm-hmm relax a little bit and fortunately we ran into a good friend alex bronson um and uh he laid bass down on the track but like his whole vibe is just like hakuna matata like don't worry like just be happy like just chill like you need some ass shout out alex bronson yeah if you don't need shit just chill like you know what i'm saying like that's who he is so like i honored to have him on this on this track because like that was the energy that i was trying to get across just like what it felt like on the beach after doing all the work not as opposed to Mm. what it feels like to be preparing to do all of the work word okay coming from a different mindset yeah i you know really quickly what was when was the tour uh september 2021 okay Mm -hmm. and was this this was before the project was done no 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 no. this is immediately after immediately Immediately after. after okay we were literally like had tour dates and we were like we gotta finish this album like we were waiting on jet will vocals like we got to finish this, you know what I'm saying? And then that turned out to be the lead single. So we were, y'all got, they got that hot off the press. And then we let, uh, like led through, followed through. Okay. Just curious. How did like organizing the tour work out and how long were you on tour and how many shows? 
Um, Cam question. Uh, uh, it was five. It was five shows. We kicked off uh, here in uh, Chicago at our our uh, space uh, book club, um, and then uh, it was Cleveland, uh, Ithaca, New York, um, little college town in New York. Yep. And then um, Baltimore, and then uh, Durham, North Carolina. It was three people in Ithaca too. I can't. I can't front. It wasn't two. Yeah, there was a couple. It was three and a, a lit guy in the front. And uh, and and uh, my best childhood friend uh, Ben Lee uh, drove out. Shout out Ben. And Tynova Jones opened for me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it was uh, five shows over like two weeks. Okay. Um, spaced out here and there. Um, How did you book the shows? Uh, really, just uh, just you gotta know people. Yeah. yeah so we reached that's out. that's why i'm asking because it's like you yeah. know, how does someone go about doing that who just made an album let's say and you know wants to go on a tour mm-hmm. and we've learned so much more about that like coming back here to chicago and running book club yeah uh-huh. our venue um we're so, we're so just in the past year since tour we're so much better connected now mm-hmm. with um uh venues like smaller venues diy spots around the country um and i've learned so much more about how booking your own tour and and doing a tour yourself works um there's a lot that i wish i knew uh back in september of last year when when we were touring but um it was just just a matter of everyone every spot besides um cleveland really was just like knowing the right people here in chicago we have the venue and we can you know just reserve a date for when we want to throw shit cleveland we're both from cleveland so tyg had pull already so we were able to reach out that that show was at uh, grog shop labor labor day we had yeah. a labor day show at grog shop um which is a, a historic little venue uh in cleveland yeah really really cool spot shout out coventry <laughs> shout out coventry shout out cleveland heights um but uh yeah everything after that was just knowing the right people so i and i don't want to like focus too much on this but it's just you know this is a show for a range of people Mm -hmm. from the very start to people who are whatever more acquainted and in the scene but if you just had to give someone advice on how to start getting a tour going is it reaching out to venues being like hey you know we is it do you have to know price points like do you you know i'm just i would say the best the best jumping off point is tap in locally and start branching out slowly from uh to the other scenes that are geographically closest to you so um for instance we're here in chicago and so i've made sure to take a little bit of time to get to know if we have a if we have a band coming in from detroit to our venue make sure to you know get to know them talk to them about the scene over there and now i know about spots in detroit that um book smaller acts and touring um uh artists up into um like milwaukee i know the milwaukee scene relatively well um being up there seeing music up there and also from wisconsin uh, artists coming down here um and even into like Indiana. So just make sure you take, take the time. My advice would be take the time to get to know your local scene, go to shows, talk to people. It's very tricky. And I totally, I totally empathize with the, um, the tendency to be reclusive and just like kind of stay to yourself. If no one 
no one quote fucks with you or whatever if like you can't get shows like the way you put yourself out there is by physically putting yourself out there you know mm, yeah. so go so, go to the show for sure even if you even if it's not to watch whoever's playing just go to the show and meet people go to a venue you've never been to before a smaller venue yeah. and go there like you've two never or been three to times like, yeah show phase diy spaces will wreck the I work the door like I recognize people even if I'm like I still got to see your ID and stuff because I don't know how old you are off the rip but I re I remember you yeah like yeah. I say that to people all the time talk yeah. yeah talk to the door person talk to the bartender yeah um uh, talk to the talk to the openers um and get get to know your local scene ask the ask the artists about what they're doing what they're touring on what they're excited about and that'll open the door for you to talk about what you're excited about and yeah and ideally this is all coming from like a genuine place not just like mass yeah networking don't go out dude. and yeah, try to yeah. network yo like listen that's, that's the other you myth. can tell when it's a phony that's yeah that's the other thing is like if you're doing if you're doing this in in zombie mode or like quote autopilot mode people are gonna be able to tell yeah so make sure you're you're going out to shit that you, you make sure they know that you want to be there yeah, you yeah. actually like the big. Fuck with the biggest the, difference yeah. is confidence. Like, if you yeah. if you seem like you're literally trying to network with me and not like you have actually something that you believe in and you're confident that you want to talk about, it's like I'm not. I don't. I don't want to talk about what you can do for me. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about what you're doing, what I'm doing, like what you just saw. What are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. networking is is a myth and it is weird. Um, you should be mm -hmm. trying to make friends. Like you asked, like how the Willie thing happened, like and it's but it's just like literally we are friends like friends yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we like mm -hmm. drink drinks and smoke weed and eat food and be merry you know what i'm saying together yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like yeah that's that's some real advice for stuff that goes even past mm -hmm. just like music business just yeah. like making those genuine connections but mm -hmm. i was gonna say though like uh you also gotta have like a product that's yeah okay that's enough you know yeah saying? i was gonna like, say that too you, you can't what, yeah. The reason why I wanted to do Long Ass Breakup is because I knew that it was something that everybody could relate to. The reason why I like wanted to tour on it was because I knew that I could transform this album into a story that I could translate live. Like when we went live, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't explain all of these things that I was explaining to you. Yeah, I said I'm Tyg. Can I tell y'all a story? Yeah, I can't hear you. Can I tell you a story? All right, I'm gonna tell you a little story about this time I met this person. Right, and I met this person on this d day, whatever, blah blah blah, and then I'm getting into the album, and as we're going through the songs, the songs that I chose from the album are songs that support my whole reason for being there to tell them the story. You know what I'm saying? I didn't just pick my bangers. I didn't pick this. Like I picked the songs that would better display my product, so that when people left, they understood what I was, where I was coming from, and yeah. they enjoyed the music. Yeah, yeah, for sure, that makes sense. I'm also kind of sensing that you know you uh you kind of got to get a gauge of where you're at like you got to be honest with yourself and like if you have you know you're just starting producing or something like come at it with that energy like hey man i'm just really eager like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but i think this is so cool and i want to be a part of it in some way totally yeah definitely definitely be honest honest with where you're at because if you're if you're if you're dishonest with where you're at and you're fronting like i have i have a very keen uh 
uh, barometer for what I uh, whom I, whom rather I like to call clout goblins. <laughs> uh-huh. If you don't be a goblin, don't be a don't be a clout goblin. Um, if you Go are goblin mode, yeah. If you're, yeah. I mean, it, that's it's pretty self-explanatory. If you're yeah. fronting and and like being dishonest, not like outwardly lying, you know, fibbing or whatever necessarily, but like. Yeah. Definitely be honest with where you're at and make sure that you are you're showing showing that 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 true and honest version of yourself when you're making these connections. Uh, I feel sure. like that that extends to like like I don't know collaborating with people who like only want you to make what they want you to make or like mm-hmm. have like are so tied to the, like this is what I was talking about earlier like so personally tied to this specific vision that they forget the art. You know what I'm saying? They're missing the art for the paint. You know what I'm saying? They just want to paint. They don't want to make art. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let's build something. Let's do something together, actually. Let's have fun. Mm. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would work if you were a solo project. You're just like, oh, I just want to paint. Yeah, I just want to do this all by myself. Like, that's fine. Like, then, like do that. But, like, also, you got to stand on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you're doing it just you, um, I talk to a, a good friend of mine about this all the time because, like, for so long he felt like boxed in or a certain genre but that's because like i was like bro you're it's you you're in here by yourself you have to tell yourself like okay i'm gonna do this 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 and this on this track because i can because mm-hmm. it's just you you know what i'm saying like you're gonna continue to make the same song if you don't push yourself to do different things because it's just you um and yeah. so like in that same way like when you're going out and meeting these people like it's just you like just be yourself like nobody knows what they're doing people know techniques but like nobody knows like what the right technique is mm, yeah and there's really no yeah right technique exactly so like just come and vibe and like add your spice to the sauce yeah or yeah. that's cool man all right let's hit coastal scenes oh i forgot yeah God, no damn. we we got into a whole nother <laughs> combo but that's perfectly all right yeah we're gonna vibe on this one Sounds good. I hope that that sounds good. 
all is over when the starts and i'm thinking about may i could feel it in my heart something awesome gonna change it's been one of those days wonder if we gonna make it i feel the sun rays and give what it's gonna take hit the lake and pull my feet out sunbathe think of things i could speak about don't play with the team that's a brief route hella snakes in the grass pull the weeds out keep it foul pull a fingernail paint out I'm the middle child, they look up to me now I had to figure it out, I'm what I wanted to be now I wanna jump in the crowd, fuck it, I'm spreading my wings now Now, now it's summertime again and the night is warm I've been staring at the moon like I'ma transform I see the art is starting to bloom, I think I'ma plant more I tell them to park on the side of the road and look at the damn stars I made a plan, I think in advance, what if everything wrong? I'm taking a chance and thinking the answers, that's why I sing songs I wanna share it with you all while I stare in the face of gods And play my cards, I don't mean to discard People ain't believe I told them once I was goaded And chosen with golden speech, Goldilocks So I roll with these rolling weeds to a coastal scene Close to dreams Feeling closer than I've been before And it's not for sure, but the summer's over So I'll be seeing you around when I'm back in town next I could bring you what I found, what you think about that Maybe I should write it down, I forget about it I just give what's in my mind, hoping that this sounds good I hope that that sounds good Is that your vocal? It's just like really back radio, yeah. like E. Yeah, it's actually uh, two two different takes of two different vocals that we Frankenstein together. Word. So I just in the mind hoping that it sounds good. That was two different takes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one was that was real. Yeah, yeah. That so. one's real as fuck. That's definitely a different vibe. Yeah, I was feeling intense afterwards. I was feeling like I don't know, like I was feeling like what am i like i just went to all these places and did all of this stuff but like what did i do you know what i'm saying i know it felt good but like retrospectively like what did i do Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's what i felt like i did it felt like it was um contemplative like it was like you like you know kind of almost like reminiscing yeah what yeah and it's like i mean i'm doing the same thing that we were talking about with peach cobbler like i'm just I'm doing like I'm doing it. I'm living. I'm living the life that I chose. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'll just I'll come to your city again some other time, and I'll show you new stories. I'll tell you new things that I learned about. But like for now, that is what I did. Yeah. yeah. Word. That's a nice little way to wrap up. I think. I mean, I want to. Well, I want to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say thanks for coming on, guys. This is yeah. This has been fun. Hell yeah, we've been vibing. Yeah. We've been chilling. Yeah, we've been chilling for a minute. <laughs> um. Word. Well, okay. On a different note, um, you know, I asked you what was your first concert, but what was your favorite concert? And by that, I mean like the most profound live experience. And I'm not talking about something you performed. I'm talking about something you saw out there in the wild. Kenny Hoopla was pretty crazy. Kenny Hoopla. Who's yeah, I've just seen Kenny Hoopla recently. He's um, Cleveland. I, I don't know if you rep Cleveland, but he's a Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. I know that much. Um, but uh, he's a like a rock star. Um, and I saw him perform at Lollapalooza. And he's on tour, I think, right now. But well, probably not right now. I don't know if he's on tour right now when this will be coming out. But, yeah, yeah. 
uh, I saw him at Lala and it was pretty crazy. Like just watching him, he was incredible. But I think also like in the venue, we see a lot of, we see a lot of acts that's like, you can tell that they just really live for that shit. Like anti-ghosts, mm. like seeing them perform. Like they, they. Anti-ghosts is a, it's like a post, post-emo trio out of Detroit. They crazy. weren't even, they weren't even headlining, I don't think. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, All right. Yeah. They, either way, they killed that shit. Like, they had the presence. Like, they had the music. Like, they came all the way over here, and they gave that show. And, like, homie, he did his thing. Sean Shepard. Sean Shepard. He got his hair all pink and shit. Like, that shit was raw. I, I really, resp- like, I get mesmerized when, like, I, I go into a show susceptible to be hypnotized. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that. Yeah. So, like, if you really are able to, like, just capture that and get me in that moment. Like, who's, um... Man, he got like all the tattoos and shit, and like the piercings. He came to uh recipes, Roger. He came to Roger event real early. He and one, he in a band. Man, I can't. Uh, I don't know, bro. He be out there. He be up there freaking out. He be up there fucking. He's like got a fucking buzz cut, and he be fucking. Oh, uh, Johnny from uh, we weren't invited. Yeah, we weren't invited. Yeah, hell yeah, they got that same thing. We're just like, uh, that's what I hope I look like when I'm up there. You know what I'm saying? I hope mm-hmm. that I I'm able to hypnotize you I hope you can't take your eyes off me you know and so like that's what i love i feel like uh and i don't know where i heard this but they were talking i don't remember who the artist was but basically a good performance is like an emptying performance for the artist mm-hmm. it's like you give it everything yeah. like mm. you just lay it all on the line yeah. and afterwards you should feel probably drained drained yeah yeah, yeah. i don't i mean i feel like also I, the there's probably a bias for you guys for the the reset shows because that's something that you hold close to you and it's your baby and you know whenever you see people probably perform it's like we're fucking doing this type Mm -hmm. of shit so i mean i i don't know i feel like it's always special when there's some kind of connection like that too yeah but um yeah no i was just curious about that yeah and book club has been like it's been a crazy like crazy experience because like all the lineups are always super fire but it's like i just come there to do the same job every day you know what i'm saying but like people use the space in so many different ways mm-hmm. yeah you um, guys do like everything and yeah. just everything yeah, everything yeah. and it's not always like reset shows you know what i'm saying like yeah like uh it's mostly not and, reset yeah, shows <laughs> mostly, yeah 99 but like ghost anti-ghost they like I don't know, like just people wanting to come from out of town and like wanting to come into our space and like when they see it, they see it as a place that they can mold and make their own. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. the space is susceptible to being hypnotized as well. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh-huh. the people come in and they're in this box and they can only, if you look to your left and your right, you're only gonna see, if you look behind you, you don't see an exit. You you see more of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It just made me think of what is like the most fuck shit someone did <laughs> what since you guys you know i got, you have I got the venue three. i got yeah, yeah like someone just did some <laughs> st- and i and i mean in a bad way like i know most, i got you like, i know i got bullshit. you number three homie uh cut no, the, we don't have to put any names out there, i don't right? got his name he cut the inside of his hand right here and mm-hmm. it this bled all over our stage forearm he, it oh, was his wow. forearm down even worse forearm. He on, cut down on, on stage on purpose yes as a part of the show bled oh, on our stage God. um number two comedy show 
not funny at all, <laughs> ended, the, ended the show with a pie gag with blueberry pies. Apple. Apple pies. One of them was blue. It was some blue shit coming out of one of them. Either way, these that were not cream blue. pies. Oh, like, that might have been like blood. Nigga, the these, were, these were, yeah, these were fucking, these were fucking Jewel Osco fucking pies. Like, you cut yeah. them shits and you put them in a, wrap them in the shit and you eat them two days later. They were smacking each other in the face with them <laughs> bitches, bro. Wow, was anyone like, yeah? No, no, no. one was laughing at anything. Oh, man. It, the shot, her rough. whole middle was just getting redder and redder, bro. And she was like, I think I have a nosebleed, bro. Like, of course you have a fucking nosebleed. She just smacked you three times with a brumbleberry pie, dog. <laughs> uh, number three, shit. Number, number one. Oh, number one. You've been going up That's the list. A, they don't necessarily have to, to be, like, the most worst. Number one, the worst thing that somebody has done in our venue. I don't know. You got to know number one because I, I don't know. I don't know what's worse than number uh, two. Number one, number one is between... This is crazy that this is this is the TYGKO episode. We're just talking about fuck shit that people have done to our venue. <laughs> um, number one, I think it's, it's a tie for number one. Mm-hmm. Um, one a, a two a, a two way tie. The the first of which being um, we had a we had a hardcore show um, where uh, it it was just over overall the show was insane. Promoter one of the most disorganized people i've worked with professionally on a show um they were there for load in way too early um we had people like loitering around the block um that was really messy um we had people rush the door yeah that's um, so we had to like stop the show and kick people out because yeah. it was an unsafe number of people in there and it's uh. like bro why like if you're standing at the door and somebody told you that we're at capacity and you see 20 people ahead of you just go somewhere else Go somewhere else. Yeah. Come back thirty minutes go later. Go to fucking exit. Go to fucking anywhere. Just for twenty five minutes. Dude. Go and fucking watch a SpongeBob episode. Fuck off. Come back. <laughs> go watch Rock Bottom. Watch. Go, go watch, watch One Bottom. Piece or something. And fucking <laughs> come back. And there will probably be people gone or people have left. Yeah. And now there's at least more space. But if, uh, if someone tells you there's no space, that means there's no space. You think I, you you don't think we want the money? You think we can just let all 500 of y'all in this motherfucker? We, we wouldn't just take y'all tickets? That's stupid, mm-hmm. dog. We have to protect our space. Yeah. And so, Sounds like there was yeah. a good turnout. Like, it was a great oh, turnout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, here's the other thing. The uh, the moshing from that show put two, two holes. That was gonna say was I was going to say that was worse, but they Damn. didn't do that on purpose, though. And, um, they just didn't do anything yeah. to stop it. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out Jake Morse, um, uh, a, a beloved... A person in the local scene who uh, actually taught me how to repair drywall and now I know how to do that now. Nice. So um, that was that pretty drywall. cool. That was one that's one tie for worst thing that's been done to the venue. Other one that would tie for worst thing done to the venue is um, uh, a, a culminating event. It was really close to being my Joker, my Joker-fying <laughs> moment, my Joker, <laughs> my, my, villain, my villain origin story and that was Corndog Dodgeball. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Thank God. Um, so uh, we had an improv show, and, and that is the worst thing that it, that that is true. Um, uh, and it was uh, it, it's a it's a great high concept show. Um, the the comedian who organizes the show is um, one of my favorites in the improv scene here in Chicago. So it's really unfortunate that um, it took such a turn. They have uh, this trophy now. Yeah the the <laughs> the first um, the first act of the night it was it's a the the concept of the show is that it it's improv 
but each improv team has its own bit, its own set of quote rules that uh. they have to adhere to during the improv set. First set gets up there. Hey, we're the we're the we're the corn dog, whatever the fuck. And <laughs> um uh we're gonna play a little game called corn dog dodgeball. And on the way up there, they left a a tray, like a party tray, of forty to fifty mini corn dogs and oh left it in the middle of the floor of the venue. And uh, they gestured to the to the tray, and they they, they say, uh, "Those are for you. We're gonna play corn dog dodgeball. We're gonna do some improv up here, um, some montage, whatever the fuck. And if you can hit us with one of those corn dogs, we have to die in the scene." That sounds hilarious, don't it? And immediately, no. oh, like, die in the. I was like, this is hardcore. Okay, like, well, yeah, we have to die like, in the scene. Everyone, yeah. I, and I'm. I try to work tech for uh, every show that I. Can. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you doing? So You're like, I'm. Oh, I'm in the booth, and immediately, like, I have. I have my girlfriend next to me. I'm surrounded by you know a lot of my friends in the comedy scene, and when when they start talking about what they're about to do up there, having the audience throw corn dogs at them everyone like immediately around me turns and looks at me in horror and i'm just i like i start putting my face in my shirt i'm like oh no if i was there i would have told them they can't do that <laughs> the improv begins and just when i thought it couldn't get they immediately just start fucking Chucking and there's bitches. and there's bits there's oh, cornmeal corn bits and 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 cocktail weenies all over my shit all over the stage uh, all that oil and shit Ugh. and just when i thought it couldn't get any worse one of the corn dogs finally lands and one of the one of the improvisers has to die during the scene oh geez. and they break out a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of mustard and don't much, laugh much, <laughs> much to everyone's like, this is uh, uh horror chagrin chagrin <laughs> good word when they die they squirt the ketchup and the mustard onto each other as if it's blood coming out of them and of course they fucking miss and the shit goes everywhere that's the yes. and i have i now have smashed corn dogs mustard mustard ketchup and ketchup blood smeared and all over the berries. stage Blueberry berries. This is all the same and night. No, no, no. no, no, no okay, no. I was gonna say it's just that stage uh, is made of fucking felt wood. We can't clean it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and then there were five more sets, five more improv sets after that. One of which involved onions. Oh my god! And what? so no food comedy, no food comedy in book club. It's called book club, not food club. Um throw books at each other honestly so, that'd be kind of hilarious anyway and i talked i talked to the uh, the organizer of that show like in the middle of the shits and i was like oh what are we why did you allow this and his logic was hey i told them that they couldn't make any mess that they're not willing to clean up afterwards and not a single person from the fucking corn dog dodgeball yeah, team dog, stayed to that clean was up. not so, that is not a good that oh, is man. would not what we're telling you from here on out from here on out they're not making any mess that you are not willing to pay for. The real shit. So <laughs> did it just smell in there for like a long time? It, no. Well, we, well, we, we did a decent job cleaning it up and um, we were lucky to uh, have borrowed an air filter. Actually, not unlike the little cowway you have in oh, here. Yeah. And that just looks like a giant iPod shuffle. 
That's what I always <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, a giant yeah, yeah, iPod yeah, shuffle. Yeah. But no, so it, it did stank <laughs> like at the end of the show, but right. I'm so grateful that it didn't smell in the morning. Wow. Yeah. That is horrific. I would have um, been so, just yeah. That's at Book Club yeah. Chai on Instagram. Yeah, if you want to come yeah. to a show. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. We have things like that. No, honestly, that's the worst thing that ever happened and it was all kind of funny and all kind of out of the good spirit of having a good show but bleeding and pies that aren't cream pies cream pies would have been worse because her face had was more of a mess than our stage but <laughs> but yeah don't do food yeah. damn <laughs> okay me. yeah no food i mean maybe you could like just bring beverages or <laughs> oh you guys supply beverages that's just not a, you dodgeball just th- bring yeah. cans of fa- fago and throw them up on stage. <laughs> yeah, it's an ICP show. Damn. Oh, all right, all right. That well, is bottles. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, take us out. Jay. Yeah. All right. Um, anywhere people can find you, social. Oh and- yeah. Oh yeah. T Y G K O. It is an acronym. Honestly, I thought yeah, you were I was gonna. Ask, a- I, I actually gonna ask was gonna that ask was. that, but then I was like, I don't know if you want to talk about it. If you want to just quickly, I got you. I, I'll tell the brief version of it. So when I was, uh, y'all, if you've made it to this point of the podcast, you know that I started music when I was six, um, but around the age like thirteen, fourteen, I was coming up with my own like identity, like who I was, and um, I came up with this phrase, "the young god." It was supposed to symbolize like what I wanted to do, what I wanted to make, what I wanted to be in life i wanted to be an individual i wanted to be creative and uh positive spirited and i wanted to make something that was timeless and that would help people the young god boom ran into some guys who were like you shouldn't call yourself god because that's like some weird shit to do i was like all right you're right um i'm gonna go by tyg i was like can y'all call me tyg they were like yeah we can call me call you tyg i was like even if it means god he was like yeah i can call you tyg it's no problem i was like cool and so I was going by TYG and then um 2015 when I was in college I was performing and stuff um my brother passed away and he rapped by the name KO and so I switched it up and I was going by the name KO but everyone was already calling me TYG because that's what they've been calling me for the past two years Mm. and so uh when I graduated and I went professional I decided to just smush them together TYG KO so no it is not Tyco it doesn't mean fucking knockout ko i have no clue what it means um but yeah that's that's what the name is tygko word well thank you for sharing that you can find me anywhere tygko oh oh if you're listening to this right now open up your twitter app uh look up tygko if it's not me uh report it Uh, it should be a guy named ranj yaj report that guy if you were if everyone goes and reports him it'll open up for me uh and then i will be able to get tygko on twitter but I'm as the, of right now. Yeah, the current Twitter handle is tyg underscore underscore ko. ko. Uh, um, but okay. that guy doesn't use his Twitter, so fuck him and report him. But <laughs> you'll find me anywhere: Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, fucking Instagram. Tygko. I'll be there. Word. Dope. Oh, uh, and uh, Cam Stacy. You can also find Cam yeah. Stacy um, everywhere if you look up Cam Stacy. Uh, I believe your Twitter is Cam Stacy underscore. Everything should be Cam Stacy underscore. Everything is Cam Stacy underscore. So, and if you want to see a show in Chicago, book club. Um, yeah, uh, at Book Club Chai on Instagram and at Reset underscore Presents is our re- Reset is the event uh, collective. 
moniker, yeah. I guess you could say, and um, book club is the venue. But honestly, book club is getting more famous than reset. So they, they might as well be one in the same book club is people love that. People place. do conflate the two. So, um, and he okay. did say book club chai, but that's only because if he, he would have said book club shy, somebody would have did it wrong, but it is book club shy, but book club CHI, you can find us. <laughs>